I was just beginning to wonder if the cliché, the lost culture, comports itself like a paradox. Presumably, it is a literary device which may serve to provoke thought. This figure of speech is predicated on the difference between loss and loss, since both words have to do with losing something, but they are different parts of speech. Or is it a natural selection, which leads to the adaptation over time? In other words, to characterize this cliché as the lost culture, as loss inevitably implies that culture is evolving. Metaphorically speaking, through a grammatical lens, loss is a noun and refers to the act of losing. Loss is the past tense and past participle of to lose. Consequently, the loss culture may be perceived as an inevitable but on condition of acculturation, aging population, concentration and contemplation, the influence of mass and cyber media, lackadaisical, rapid globalization, evolution, ideology, invention, technology, and old cultural patterns being replaced by new ones and a change in environment. The Annals of History have recorded that history is divided into five different ages. Prehistory, Ancient History, the Middle Ages, the Modern Age, and the Contemporary Age. Prehistory extended from the time the first human beings appeared until the invention of writing. After analyzing the above statement, it explicitly implies that the lost culture is not just a cliché, but history divided into different periods to capture the characteristics of a particular time. This helps to focus on the central features of a time. This also shows how we see the significance of the change from one period to the next. Therefore, the dimension of the aforesaid statement establishes context juxtaposed against Kushik's boss's statement, the culture of a people is their identity, as it affords them in pursuance of recognition necessitated this conversation. The lost cultural practices can lead to reduced social cohesion and society-wide mental health challenges because an individual's culture is closely linked with his, her, or their sense of identity and belonging to a community. In all plausibility, sometimes I wonder if the lost culture is a pretext to highlight how culture comports itself like a chameleon skin, which has a superficial layer, which contains pigments and under the layer are cells. Chameleons change color by changing the space between the green crystals, which changes the wavelength of light reflected off the crystals, which changes the color of the skin. All I am saying that the outer layer of culture is what people primarily associate with culture, but
There is the visual reality of behavior, clothes, food, language, housing, etc. This is the level of explicit culture. The middle layer refers to the norms and values which a community holds, what is considered right and wrong norms, or good and bad values. To put it succinctly, in summary, culture is divided into three distinct levels, artifacts, values, and assumptions, according to Shishin. These elements combined become the textual analysis, which gives me license in probing the reasons and consequences of the lost culture. Although the lost culture is a cliché, yet it is best understood through the lens of complexity and requires deep thinking. Deep thinking is a great gift as it allows me to delve into the very essence of things and be more conscious. This line of reasoning appeals to my cognition and is used as a tool, justifiably so, so as to delve into the various premises regarding the lost culture within the current global context juxtaposed against the fact that the culture of a people is their identity as it affords them due recognition according to Kushik Bos. Bos's statement imputes identity of belonging to a group. It is part of a person's self-conception and self-perception and is related to nationality, ethnicity, religion, social class, generation, locality, or any kind of social group that has its own distinct culture. As I continue to delve, I have discovered that scholars in many disciplines challenge this notion of cultural coherence, especially as it became evident that members of close-knit groups held radically different visions of their social worlds. Importantly, culture is no longer perceived as the patterns of learned and shared behavior and beliefs of a particular social, ethnic, or age group as a knowledge system inherited from ancestors. But many social scientists now treat culture as a set of ideas, attributes, and expectations that change as people react to changing circumstances. Indeed, by the turn of the 21st century, the collapse of barriers enforced by Soviet communism and the rise of electronic commerce has increased the perceived speed of social change everywhere. The aforesaid ethos invariably is placed in a space on the stage within the precincts of modern society with its materialistic values which is a constant inquiry and a profound awareness that accompany deep thinking invariably is quite challenging. Deep thinking requires thoughtful and brilliant individuals who prefer to take their time even in today's fast-paced technological society and understand themselves, the world, and those around them. Therefore, after a long series of events, deep thinking is often associated 
with quiet and reserve, but open-minded, eloquent, passionate, and incredible bright citizens, especially analyzing the lost culture. In this academic forum, let's not conflate this issue. The term loss should not conjure or be confused with psychologists referring to the disoriented, wandering, directionalist feelings that haunted many survivors of what had been one of the most horrific wars in modern history. However, the term loss has to do with traditional norms, which are informal or written rules that govern social behaviors, languages, festivals, rituals, and ceremony, holidays, pastimes, food, and architecture. These norms also help form the structure and foundation of our families and our society. Moreover, these norms also bring families together and enable people to reconnect with friends. What is very remarkable here in this space, the construct tradition reinforces values such as freedom, faith, integrity, as good education, personal responsibility, a strong work ethic, and the values of being selfless and social organization and the family patterns and social classes of a culture. Customs and traditions where people act, where what they eat, and their laws. Language communication by word of mouth. Tradition contributes a sense of comfort and belonging. It brings families together and enables people to reconnect with friends. The difference between culture and tradition are these two words are often used interchangeably, but they each carry different and important meaning. What is notably important, the difference between loss and loss have to do with the fact that both words have to do with losing something, but they are different parts of speech. In actual fact, loss is a noun and refers to the act of losing. Loss is the past tense and past participle of to lose. At this juncture, I hasten to state that there are narratives associated with loss. For instance, Japan ages and rural towns face depopulation. Many unique cultural traditions are being lost. Susan Berman joins the discourse and makes the telling point that I quote at journalist Nicholas Carr, 2008, in a recent article in the Atlantic states that the net with its constant stream of information seems to be chipping away the capacity for concentration and contemplation and says that his mind now expects to take in information in swiftly moving particles. We live in a truly connected world. End quote. The more we navigate the story, we see Kushik Post emphatically stating that in order for a society to operate functionally and effectively, they must ensure and maintain strict and constant adherence to the various components of their culture. You can access any culture you like with a swipe of your finger. You can learn about traditions you may never experience firsthand. But 
without understanding their meanings, you may end up culturally appropriating and offending even if your intentions are to honor them. Underlining the specific nature and importance of folklore as an integral part of cultural heritage and living culture, recognizing the extreme fragility of the traditional forms of folklore, particularly those aspects relating to oral tradition and the risks that they might be lost. Another aspect of folklore, as it relates to the lost culture, includes religious and spiritual practices, medical treatment practices, forms of artistic expression, dietary preferences and culinary practices, cultural institutions, natural resource management, housing and construction, childcare practices, governance, leadership, conflict resolution, power relationships, international cultural practices, and everyday life practices. Academically speaking, the lost culture is an academic story about a story which draws our attention to the subtlety of the evolution of traditional cultures, which is a subject of much discussion in legal, scholarly, and community forums. It is generally accepted that all cultures are to some degree in a continual state of sociocultural evolution. Importantly, major questions surrounding the legitimacy of newly evolved cultural expressions, especially when these are influenced by modernization or by the influence of other cultures. Also, there is a significant debate surrounding the source of evolution. For example, an indigenous community may accept the use of store-bought materials in the creation of traditional arts, but may reject requirements to apply for a permit for certain gathering purposes. The central difference between that one is an internal cultural evolution, while other is externally driven by the society or legal body that surrounds the culture. The more that I deconstructed this topic, I became intrigued with Nabilia Nalini's statement. I quote, This globalized world, cities are becoming clones of each other, and people are converging into fake stereotypes. Gone are the unique cities that carry so much history and culture in every corner. Yet, loss are the enriching cultural differences and specificities that make a society uniquely what it is. Morocco looks like Spain, London looks like Paris, which looks like Madrid. Restaurants serving this or that country's traditional food are drowned out by the huge fast food chains. Beautiful traditional clothing is lost between the new bulk-made looks created by the big brands. People look alike, eat alike, and dress alike whether they are in New York, New Delhi, or Morocco. It is the breakdown at the interface of attention and memory. End quote. Nobilia's statement implies culture and diversity and that have a profound impact on society development and interaction among individuals and the meddling of culture can be difficult. 
This assimilation is a complicated and controversial process that alters cultural dynamics within a given populace. Metaphorically speaking, humans are conduits of culture and they get lost in part because we don't pay attention and have lost ancient ways of reading the environment to navigate. But humans' way of finding abilities are also less precise than the abilities of other animals. There are three points which are critical to this conversation. One, the term is gaining in importance due to the increased controversy over rights of cultural practice which are protected in many jurisdictions for indigenous peoples and sometimes ethnic minorities. Two, it is also a major component of the field of cultural studies and it is a primary focus of international works such as the United Nations Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. Three, cultural practice is also a subject of discussion in questions of cultural survival. If an ethnic group retains its formal ethnic identity but loses its core cultural practices or the knowledge resources or ability to continue them, questions arise as to whether the culture is able to actually survive at all. International bodies, such as the United Nations, Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues, continually work on these issues, which are increasingly at the forefront of globalization questions, on condition that a cultural practice is the manifestation of a culture or subculture, especially in regard to the traditional and customary practices of a particular ethnic or other cultural group. This conversation, ventilated in scenes, is equivalent to chapters, which contain a narrative unit that takes place within a larger narrative which vary in this setting, namely, Stone Age, Bronze Age, and Iron Age Concepts of Tradition Contemporary Culture Traditional Cultures Materialistic Cultures Cultures Predisposed to Change Acculturation Globalization Folklore Culture Losing Culture Cultural Evolution Personal Conclusions and Conclusions As this story, the lost culture continues to evolve it is viewed through the lens of the typological system advanced by Morgan and Taylor since cultures are categorized into three basic evolutionary stages, savagery, barbarism, and civilization. Culture is still made up of customs, attitudes, and beliefs that are unique to each group of people which comport themselves like ideologies in political culture. Political culture takes into account the attitudes, values, and beliefs. It includes formal rules as well as customs and traditions, and is defined by the ideologies, values, beliefs, norms, and customs. Yet, any new philosophical ideas and technological advances can lead to cultural change. Cultural changes can also occur through diffusion when contact with other cultures and ideas are transferred. It can have many causes, including the environment 
technological inventions and contact with other cultures. Cultures are externally affected via contact between societies, which may also produce or inhibit social shifts and changes in cultural practices. Overall, one common thread runs through this story. The difference between culture and tradition are these two words are often used interchangeably, but they each carry different and important meaning is the stark reality. Plausibly, the loss culture is not only a theoretical construct, but it philosophizes a discourse that underscores fidelity and frequency of use. Human cultural learning abilities are probably unique in giving rise to cumulative cultural evolution, the process through which learning accumulates successful modifications and lucky errors over generations. As an author, student of film, media art specialist, licensed cultural practitioner, and publisher, I use my ideologue lens to focus and philosophize the lost culture, not just as a cliché, which comports itself somewhat like a paradox, but presumably it is a literary device which may serve to provoke thought. This figure of speech was predicated on the difference between loss and loss, since both words have to do with losing something, but they are different parts of speech. It also connoted natural selection, which led to the adaptation over time. This cliché, the lost culture, inevitably implies that culture is evolving since loss is a noun and refers to the act of losing. Loss is the past tense and past participle of to lose in this context. The lost culture was perceived as an inevitable but on condition of acculturation, Asian population, concentration and contemplation, the influence of mass and cyber media, lackadaisical, rapid globalization, evolution, ideology, invention, technology, and all cultural patterns being replaced by new ones, and a change in environment, which was discussed in the precincts of culture. Finally, this academic conversation, the lost culture, is just a pretext, highlighting the difference between loss and loss, since both words have to do with losing something. However, grammatically, there are different parts of speech was framed in ISBN 978-976-9657991.